Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Woolner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. Okay, peeps, this is the part of the show that I get to give you a big old virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This five-star review comes from Yuwa727. Yuwa says, Maudie is amazing. Her true-to-life messages are exactly what women need to conquer their busy lives She is inspiring, entertaining, and just plain fun to follow. Keep up the great work, lady. Thank you so much, Yuwa. I will keep up the work. And this review seriously made my day because delivering fun, easy-to-digest inspiration for busy women has always been my goal for this podcast. So thank you. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will make sure to get you a shout out on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast, my friends. I am so happy that you are tuning in because you're in for a treat. Today, I have the the pleasure uh, to introduce you to my friend, Tracy Warren, author of Ignite Your Champion, Build Your Business by Creating Connection and Community. Welcome to the podcast, Tracy. Thank you, Mari. Mari, I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah, of course. You know what? I I should change my Zoom name to the phonetic pronunciation because, you know, it happens every time. I know your name is Mari. I know, I know this, I know. This, I know. And you would not be the first who actually knows that. Oh my gosh. All right. So we're learning something here, everybody. Um, Tracy, go ahead and take a minute and introduce yourself to the listeners of the Living on Purpose podcast. Well, my name is Tracy and I am a community creator, connector. Like what gets me out of bed every day is who can I introduce someone to? What kind of idea can we talk to talk about together. Mm-hmm. Like when someone says, Hey, I have an idea. I'd like to talk. I'm like, Ooh, I de- I'm in. I'm, yes. Let's talk. Like, yes. Um, I had a friend who recently, she was talking about this business idea and she's, she really needed to come up with some capital quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we get on the call? Can we get on a zoom and let's brainstorm how you can do this. Yeah. And we did. And it was amazing. And she decided to go another way, but yeah, just like I love entrepreneurship yeah. and I love talking about it and supporting. Yeah, that's me. I 
I love that. I love that, that you love talking about ideas. When a client says to me, I've always wanted to, that's my like, we're, but that, that, that's when my heart just sings. Right. So I, it sounds like we're very similar where when someone has an idea, you're like, how can we bring this to fruition together? Like together, we will help each other, which is, which is what your book is about. So tell us, tell us about your businesses. You're a multiple business owner, I believe. I am. I own two businesses. One is Inspark Coworking. Uh, it's a co-working shared office space in Linwood, Washington. We've been open for just over five years. And it was a couple of years ago, a friend of mine said, Tracy, what if Inspark is your side hustle? I was like, what? oh, hmm. because, because I've been open five years, it really takes five hours a week or yeah. less to manage quote unquote manage the space and so published ignite your champions in september of last year and then launched my new consultancy business of the same name in january amazing and so ignite your champions i support business owner women business owners mostly by i have a uh I'm so good at words. I have a membership group where we get together every week and talk about ideas and content and all that stuff. And then for those people who just want a consistent social media presence, but never want to have to think about what they're going to write. um, I have a handful of clients where I do all of their content creation, content and graphic creation. That's amazing. So did you ever imagine InSpark being the side hustle? Oh my gosh. No, I think because, because the first couple of years, it was so hard because in this area, Mm -hmm. people didn't, people in traditional businesses Mm -hmm. didn't know what co-working is. In fact, still to this day, people in traditional businesses don't necessarily know what co-working is. So I had a huge awareness yeah journey okay and you know things things haven't changed all that much but when I meet people and I say I own InSpark nine times out of ten they'll say oh I've heard of that awesome and I'm also encouraged because if they've heard of it Mm -hmm. they've only heard good things that's awesome that's amazing So. so when you started your business it was you were out to educate because this was, it wasn't foreign, but in our area, it seemed very foreign. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Co-working is, it's one of those things that, that, um, the U S was last to the party, right? Like the rest of the world had Mm co-working before we did. You know, it's really interesting as I just started co-officing with another insurance agent and it is, um, January and it is pretty unheard of in, in the insurance world, which uh, blows my mind, right? Because it is so innovative, innovative to share costs. Yes. And, and also to be surrounded by like-minded people. This is kind of magical. Well, and you just saying that, is it that, oh, you couldn't cut it having an office by yourself? Mm. Is that why you're co-officing? No, it's because it's smarter. Yes. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I've gotten to the point in my business where if people want to think I'm failing, that's actually fine with me. But you bringing that up is like, oh, I wonder if, Maddie, that's why it took you 10 plus years to actually be available to new ideas, right? Okay. We can go off on, on all of that for sure. So much. Yeah. You tell a story in the book that I have, uh, that I really love. And it kind of, it, it ties in nicely with this because it talks about you starting in spark and, and then a friend nudging you to possibly ask for support. Can you tell us that story? Oh my goodness. So I love telling this story, especially because the person who, who told, okay, let me tell you this. Story. Okay. Okay. Uh, we were not, we were not doing well. Okay. At all. We were about a year, we were a year in mm-hmm. and, uh, I felt like my struggle was going out and talking about InSpark, knowing inside that we were, I mean, I felt like I was a failure every single day, but to, if you had asked any of the people I knew from networking, they're all like, oh, so great to hear InSpark is doing so awesome. And I'd be like, who are you talking to? Because you're not talking to me. But it's also this weird dichotomy. Like, how do I? Anyway, so I'm locked in the closet, the storage closet, ugly crying with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Rachel. She does not remember this, which is beautiful. Yeah. And she said, Tracy, people love you. Mm -hmm. They just don't know you need help. Yeah. So you need to ask for help. And so I started asking for help and had my biggest month to date that month. Um, I think I still wrestle because people still are like, wow, InSpark's doing awesome. I'm like, Mm -hmm. have you been on the planet the last two years? Mm -hmm. Because COVID, (laughs) we're not gathering for the last two years. Um, So I think it's something I continually wrestle with is, how do I, you know, talk about how awesome it is here and share like, mm-hmm. no, we still need members. Like we're not right. at capacity. Right. But I think that was a really good lesson for me. And it's something that I would love to normalize mm-hmm. in discussions with women is asking for help and what that looks like. And that asking for help is not always about you Mm. it's also the person you're asking for help like it's it's a win-win absolutely because I feel like a rock star when people ask me for help or advice or thoughts heck yes yeah for sure you know really your book is a help book it is it is like a self-help for social media for your community for your content I was I wrote um, myself some notes here because as I was reading this book I found myself easily distracted and let me tell you what I mean you would write you would say something and my mind would go to my story you would say something and my mind would go to my podcast and oh that would be a great podcast and I was finding myself journaling throughout catching my ideas during the course of this book, which, which I think, I don't know if that was the intention, but I can't be the only one 
And I found like yesterday I was, I was finishing up and I, a, a idea came to me. I quickly wrote the post. I put it out in social media and then I got back to the book. It was, it's, it's really a book to help with all of those things. I and love that. It, it, it was pretty darn cool. And what I say in the podcast a lot is like, when I'm telling my story, my dream for the podcast, or when I'm interviewing women, my dream for the listeners, isn't that you just tune in 100% to the episode. My dream is that you kind of maybe um, daydream a little bit. And, mm. and, and when my guests say something, you think, oh, I want, like, how would that relate to my life? And so that we can take action. And that's what your book did, did for me. And I know it will for all the, all the readers. So tell me, why did you write this book? Why did you write Ignite Your Champions? I think the biggest reason I wrote this book is I am so tired of watching women struggle. Um, and it they're struggling in a lot of ways. Sometimes it's they're overthinking. So when I talk to people and they say, it takes me an hour a day to write a post. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. Um, I, I want to share, I believe community changes the world. And when we can look at small little ways that we can be creating our own communities, it makes growing our businesses easier. I believe that when women make more money, we have such a unique opportunity to influence our, our families, our communities, our counties, our country, you know, that, but it's really about, I think really it was about the struggle. So what I see is instead of people actually building their business, they do things like spend hours on Canva creating new graphics or they spent, they think they need to rebrand mm. or they need to redefine their target market. Mm. They need to pick new colors. So instead of actually doing the work, they are doing things that yeah. aren't the work. So there's a gal that works at Inspark and she was doing some things. I don't want to call her out. And mm -hmm. I said, I said, look, are you doing this to actually make your business better? Or are you doing this to avoid doing the work? Yeah. That's a question I ask all the time because I see it. And the reason I see it is because I did it. Mm -hmm. Like, here, how can I hide out? Oh, yeah, let me change my branding colors. Or, yeah. you know, I, I, I love Canva as much as the next person, but... I just think there's a lot of activities that women get in the habit of doing that do zero for them growing their business. It's, I was just, I know like for me, so somebody asked me recently if I use Trello and I'm like, look, here's why I don't use Trello. I would spend hours trying to make it pretty. Oh yeah. And I I, I have, I have work to do in the world. Right. I don't need yeah. to make it pretty. Right. So I, um, another life coach and I were talking, we talk every Monday and we just, it's, it's like this little community that, you know, you talk a lot about in your book and we just talk about challenges. So we talk about life, talk about all the things. And one of the things that we often say to each other is that we're the best kept secret in our fields. 
And this is exactly what you're talking about. And this is why your book will change the world for women, because it is so easy to keep ourselves a secret. And my question to you is a lot of the things that you said that women that were doing is staying busy, but not moving the needle forward. I think you've read, did you have something in there about the needle forward versus the keeping the screen clean? There was some analogy in there. No, I definitely, it was, I heard a woman speak. So I'm fairly certain I quoted her in the book. Her name is Kelly Smith and her company is Willow and Oak. And she talks about moving the needle versus something. And I can't remember, I can't remember the comparison now, but like if, if we, if I spend more time on moving the needle, Mm -hmm. even if it's imperfect. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is that there's this idea that it has to be perfect. Mm. This is why women spend an hour trying to figure out what to post on Facebook instead of just showing up and being honest, like you and I were talking before about Mel Robbins and how she literally had a panic attack live. I didn't see that, but she had it live. And did she edit it out? No, no. She left it in because she's proving, you know, that it doesn't have to be perfect, but just do something, say something. And she even, instead of editing it out, she actually called it out. And she actually, when she posted about it said, you know, at minute 749, you'll see that I have a panic attack and how I dealt with that. And not only is she like not hiding behind a possible slip up, she's calling it out and saying I'm human. And so that was going to be my question is we stay distracted as women. And my question was why? And what I think I heard you say is we're possibly afraid of imperfection. Well, and think about things like being a super mom, like who the F did I just rolled my eyes like really hard at you. (laughs) So, but, but these are some of the lies. Yeah. Could it be the patriarchy? I don't know that have, mm. that these lies that have been fed to us our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think this is a newer generation thing that, you know, I want to punch the mom in the face who said every child needed to have a goodie bag at a birthday party. Cause what in the actual, right? Like, right. Um, the standard. I used to be a nanny. This was before I had children. Mm-hmm. I had been working for this family for two whole weeks and the kid had a birthday party. We literally relit the candles like 10 oh. times so that every child in the room could blow them blow out the candles. Oh my gosh. But, but just this whole, I can do it all. Yeah. Right. Is, is a message that we have been sent Um, I can bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan and never forget you're a man, right? Like I hear that. And sometimes being strong and powerful is admitting when we're not right. And it's exactly like you're the first story that we started talking about is asking for help with, with InSpark. And I recently just went through a rebrand with the podcast, but I have to tell you, Tracy, I pretty much did everything on Fiverr 
And I hired women off of Fiverr for $40 to redo all of my Canva templates and to redo my podcast art, because I know that I could go down that rabbit hole and I'd still hate it. I'd still hate the result at the end. (laughs) And I just, and whether I was taking the time um, to work on my business or play with my babies, it was just time that I was able to ask for help and get back. Talk to me. Okay. We already talked about why community matters. Tell me, you are so passionate in this book about social media and creating community and being honest and you're no like and fact, no like and trust factor. You also talk about ways we're getting it wrong. Can you talk about ways we're getting social media wrong? How much time do we have? Um, honestly, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that there is no one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And so what what one size fits all looks like is people who all go through the same program. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call anyone out, but there are some coaching programs out there where they teach tactics, mm-hmm. air bunnies around tactics, where when thousands of people have gone through this program, mm-hmm. all of their content looks the exactly same. the same. Right. Um, so that's one side, right? Like if you're buying a $37 content calendar and expecting you're going to have some transformation in your social media, you are sorely mistaken. Mm-hmm. But I think the other, on the other side of the spectrum is what I call verbal vomit, mm-hmm. where you just like Facebook is your diary, mm-hmm. the ugly, the everything. Um, But sometimes what that looks like is, you know, the financial planner who talks about their tales of money woes. I'm like, dude. Right. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. The healthcare provider who talks about how they, you know, they know they're not supposed to have dairy, but they went ahead and had some ice cream and now they're paying the price. Like, Okay, yeah, right. I get it. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Do it in private because right. it does not, it doesn't breed confidence mm. in the work that you do. And yeah. and sometimes it's, you know, some people's authentic is terrifying, right? Like, but I think audiences are getting smarter. Yeah, right. And they realize when you're putting on this face. Yeah. And and it doesn't breed no like and trust. It doesn't breed confidence. And, you know, it is a fine line and you have to discover for yourself what that is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's going to be different for everyone. Well, uh, and that goes exactly against buying the $37 content planner, right? Like that's not different for everyone. That's the same for everyone. And what I love about this book is that it guides, it doesn't tell you how to do it. It's not a content planner, but it, it sparks some inspiration. It starts the sentence, right? It's this or that, or ask this question, but it doesn't finish the question. You've got to do the question, but it gets us started. Right. And a lot of times when I'm talking to clients, even one thing that holds them back from doing the thing that they've always wanted to do is they don't know how to start. And this book is great for that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I love it when people share stories from my book back to me. 
I know. Is it okay? I want to ask you this. So I love telling stories, and the case study of Bree Seely was my favorite one. I think because what you talk about in this case study is you don't like calling them lurkers. What do you call them? Oh, I I have called them lurkers. Perfect. Okay. However, I really I lurker seems like kind of a negative-ish word. Yeah. And yeah. so someone else that I, a business coach I work with, she calls them listeners. Okay. Which sounds much nicer. That is super about. nice. In this case study, someone says to Brie, you know, we've never talked and I've been following you for a year, which tells me they're a listener, lurker, listener. For sure. And then they go on to say, I know I'm your next client. How do we create that magic? So this just happened to me. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, someone said, she said, Tracy, I've been watching you for two years and I have big stuff to do in the world. And I want you with me. And I think that that's, it's okay. So how do you do that? It's showing up consistently, whatever that looks like for you. So it doesn't have to be that you post every single day. It could be that you show up once a week, three times a week. Yeah. But also your messaging needs to be clear. So in the book, I talk about content buckets that I I encourage people to have three content buckets that are topic specific and if you want to know more about this, I'm about to launch a podcast and content buckets, I think is one of my first topics. Okay. Awesome. We'll that link important. that to the show notes. In oh, the show notes, we will link the podcast. Sure. We will. Cause that would mean having my podcast up, but anyway, but content buckets create a win, win, win. The first win is when you know what you're going to talk about specifically topic related, it helps you know what content fits and what doesn't Mm -hmm. Two, it makes it, it attracts the right people and repels Mm. the wrong people, Mm -hmm. which saves you time and money. And three, it makes it easier for people to talk about you. Mm. Right. Like, right. So the example I use is for InSpark. What I talk about when I talk about InSpark, three topics, community, productivity, and creativity. So maybe I'm reading and I find this really cool leadership quote. Well, leadership doesn't fit because it's not about community productivity or creativity. So I can just know, okay, that doesn't fit with my buckets. So I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. And I have other places I can talk about leadership quotes. So I use them elsewhere, but Mm -hmm. it, it, um, I think content buckets are the single easiest way to simplify what we're doing. Absolutely. Cause you talk about, you know, the problem with throwing the spaghetti on the wall, it's like, and the pebbles and the boulder, and you just need to buy the book to understand what I'm talking about. But basically is when you narrow it down, you're going to have more success because people know what the heck you're trying to do. Well, and Brene Brown is a perfect example. And I will say that as a business owner, we must get comfortable repeating the same Mm. stories over and over and over again. And 
sometimes we need to do it so much that it's uncomfortable because we have to remember that when it comes to social media as an well when it comes to anything so much information is coming at us that there's no way we can possibly remember right and so when you think about somebody like a Brene Brown you know she tells the same stories over and over and over. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can tell the story about when she was on vacation and her and Steve went for a swim across the lake and the whole internal struggle she had when really she was all insecure about how she looked and Steve was like sucking wind and feeling like he wasn't going to make it. Okay, well, I know that story because I've heard it. Yeah. And as business owners, we, it is imperative that we create some of those same, Mm -hmm. some of those same stories. So like the storage closet and me ugly crying, right? That's a story I tell a lot Yeah, because it really does make a point about asking for help, which is the community piece of InSpark. That is such a great point. And I really appreciate you saying that. It's so interesting because I actually wrote down a couple of my favorite tips from the book. And what I wrote down was create content and use it forever. And what my mind, until we started talking about it, what my mind went to is uh, my memories. So my memories come up and I tell great stories and I think, oh my God, this was so such a great story. I should reshare it. But what I heard you say is don't reshare it. Just recreate a new post this time relevant with the same content. And that like, I could literally feel the weight being lifted off my shoulders. Like, oh my God, body, you have 600, you know, if I go to Evernote, 600 posts that are all still relevant. And I guarantee Nobody's going to remember that I said it again. And if they do, who cares? That's great. It's just re reiterating the point. And another thing that I, another fear that I have to admit having is I don't want to tell the same story on the podcast twice. I'm always like, did I really say that? Did I bring that up? Did I say that story? And what I just heard you say, this is through our conversation is say it again, tell the story again, don't hold back. And that is a beautiful piece of advice. I really appreciate that. So I have a funny story to go along with that. When, when Gary Vaynerchuk launched his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, he had a book tour, but he was not coming to Seattle on this tour. So a girlfriend and I got in our cars and we drove down to Powell's Books in Portland and we saw him. Well, we were on our way and we discovered he was doing something in Seattle it just wasn't a public event. And uh, he was, anyway, so we're get at the book signing and we get up to the front. We're like, hey, Gary, we drove down from Seattle, but we heard you're doing this event. So anyway, I'm making this story too long. It's all he, good. He got us in to that event and I was sitting in the front row and someone asked a question about, don't you worry about like sharing the same story over and over? And he said, look, Tracy was at an event I was at yesterday. And I'm worried about saying something that I said yesterday. 
Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay. So this is Gary Vaynerchuk. Who's yeah. In his millions mm-hmm. doing social media. And he thinks about the same things. Wow. Right? It's not just now. Gary also has content creators that surround him and videotape mm-hmm. him at every moment. You know, he's told the stories twice. Oh, three times, a oh. hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think when it comes to, I would guess that for many of your listeners, they have already created all the content they ever yeah. need. That's ever. pretty, that's pretty amazing. That's a, that's a pretty big, um, bold statement. And I would challenge our business owner leaders to really take a look at past content and see what you do have. And the other thing that you said in the book, and then I I can keep talking to you forever, but the other thing that you said was, what if you already knew all of the people, tell me if I'm going to say this wrong. What if you you, got it right? What if you already knew all the people that you need to know to have the business that you dream of or something like that? Tell me what I got wrong. No, I read this book a number of years ago, it's called the power of who. So it's kind of an older book, but that's what, that was the premise is what if you already knew everyone you ever needed to know to be successful in your business, because that's part of the hustle culture is, Oh, I have to go to another event. I need to go to, I need to, I need to do all the things and meet all the people because I might meet, you know, the next person who's going to give me a hundred thousand dollars. Right. But what, what happens in that hustle uh-huh. activity is one, you don't have any time built in to actually do the work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. two, you're never following up because you don't have time. Yeah. And for me, what that looked like is I felt like I was working from the minute I woke up until the minute I went to bed. Right. And that's that it's not just how it looked. That's how it was like, oh, yeah, I got right. to do one more post or one more uh, this or one more that and and finding the new people versus nurturing who we already know and have in yeah. our community and and i'm not saying don't meet yeah. new people right but i think it's taking the know, pressure off that side of it and and being strategic mm-hmm. and you know knowing when you've you you're at your max, right? Like mm-hmm. if I'm not feeling great and I'm not talking about being sick, if I feel sick, I'm always going to stay home. But if I'm not feeling on my game, maybe I need to skip that networking event because I'm not going to show up in a way that's attractive yeah. to anyone. Yeah. That's a really, it's a really cool idea to embrace the fact that we already know all the people we need to know. I've got a big goal for um, Living on Purpose University that I'm launching in July. And you saying that's like, you know what? My goal is 100 women this year through the university. And you're right. I already know those 100 women. Well, and maybe you don't know those 100 women, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite things to put out on the planet is a who do you know who with a bullet point? Like, who do you know who, and you list out, like, what are the key characteristics of those women that you want in your university, which love, because sometimes the answer is going to be, well, that's me. Oh, yes. Uh But it also doesn't sound like a hard sell. Mm. You're like, oh, she's asking me who I know. This is cool. 
let me see if I can help her. But also they're going to self-identify. Right. That's beautiful. So you also shared with me, this is my last question. I promise. Well, second class, you shared with me, we were gathering together for the vision board, 2022 vision board party. And you actually shared with the entire group, your goal for ignite your champions. Oh yes, I did. I was like, wait, what did I share? <laughs> and I'm curious if you'd be willing to share that with our listeners. Of course. So my goal is to, by the end of the year, to sell a thousand books and to have 100 reviews on Amazon. And can we ask where you're at right now so that we can help out? I am not sure where I am in book sales. Yep. That's a harder, that's a much harder number to track, unfortunately, but I'm at 24 reviews and honestly, 25 is kind of an Amazon magic number. So, okay. I I think the key for me is to keep asking. And that's one of the things that I've, you know, you know what happens when I don't tell people about my book, they don't buy it. But every time I post about my book or ask a question about my book, people buy them. So, well, to all of our listeners, if you a own a business and are, Oh, not even a, if you own a business, go buy the book. Uh, If you know of a small business owner, specifically women in business, go buy them the book. And once you absorb all of the goodness, pop over to Amazon, where to write your five-star review, where, where can we buy the book? You can buy it almost anywhere online. Okay. I believe. Okay. So you can buy it at Barnes and Noble. Um, the best way mm-hmm. is to buy it on Amazon. So okay. I know there's a lot of people who don't like Amazon, but I just have to say Amazon supports independent authors mm. and no one else supports independent authors yeah. like Amazon. You know, okay. I, I can't go to my local bookshop and find my book because they're in the business of making money. And so they mm-hmm. want bigger names and I get, I get all of that, but I, Absolutely. So we'll link in the show notes, the, the, how to buy the book on Amazon. Okay. Awesome. And then I end every single interview the exact same way. And I did not give Tracy a heads up, but I'm curious, what does living on purpose mean to you? Living on purpose to me means I get to show up exactly how I am. And as I am every single day. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think the world is different when we all get to do that. The world is so different when we get to do that. Thank you, Tracy Warren. This was such a treat. I loved every minute of this conversation. I loved every page, every word in your book. And I just appreciate you as a person, as a friend, and as a leader. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time.
always keep living on purpose.